Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor, fightfulwrestling.com. Go there, get all your wrestling news. It's a good time over there. Check it out. We got lots of stuff going on this weekend which I will tell you all all about as I, as I see for some reason my my video isn't on we'll get that fixed but uh like there's so much to talk about tonight's Monday night raw I am joined by Alex Palowski Alex how's it going uh good it's uh America's birthday week uh I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to be on the uh, podcast tomorrow so this is as close as we're going to get to a celebration of the 4th of July on the 1st of July for me. So I decided to break out the old headgear because uh, it's tradition on the podcast. Uh, this was a breath of fresh air. This was everything I think we could have hoped for from the first go-round of the new Heyman slash Bischoff era Um I I was pleasantly surprised throughout most of the night. Yeah, guys, for those of you who had just tuned in and you say, where are the cameras at? To be the short answer is I don't know. Google is doing away with Hangouts on August 1st. Seems like they went ahead and got rid of the camera feature. Alex and I can see each other. Yeah, I I can see Sean fine. We Too can bad. see Yeah, we can see each other. Um I don't know what to tell you. Don't know what else we can do in, in that regard, but uh, we're going to get the software up and running for next week and we'll be good to go. But uh, apologies for those of you who uh, tuned in expecting to see our beautiful faces. And it's too bad because no. I got an outfit just for the occasion. He did. Alex is wearing a beautiful 4th of July hat, even though it's actually Canada Day. It's true. It is Canada Day. But uh, my God, Alex, I haven't heard from you since the the news that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff would be taking over Raw and SmackDown. What do you think? Well, uh, first I thought I, I woke up, but it was 2003. Um, but I, th- I thought, okay, it can't get much worse than it has been. So let's wait and see. Let's see what they start doing. If it's a, if it's the, I know Bischoff has said in interviews all the right things about where the program needs to go. I agree with him on a lot of points. Um, it, it it felt different tonight. Like from, from the beginning, the fact that we didn't start out with Shane McMahon coming out to the ring and talking for 20 minutes, just that is a huge step up. So I'm, I'm willing to see where this goes tomorrow. I mean, Bischoff has talked about, and they've said when they released this whole, statement about both of Heyman and Bischoff taking over the respective shows. They want the shows to look and feel different. Yeah. So, so whatever SmackDown's going to be tomorrow, that's going to be really interesting. Maybe it's going to like progress to something totally different in a few weeks or months. But uh, so far I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, guys, just so you all know, nothing will change when Google Hangouts goes away for you guys. It'll still stream live here on YouTube. But uh, I am going to get this uh, 
software up and running sooner than later, as it looks like, because uh, YouTube's already taking apart the Google Hangouts method and and all that. So uh, we're not going to make it any easier on them. But yeah, apologies for uh, no video. There's really nothing we can do about that. That's a Google YouTube thing. Like I said, Alex and I can see each other, but we're not going to waste any more time uh, bitching about YouTube. Uh, Go over to Fightful Select, guys. If you are a subscriber, you can submit as many questions as you want. Jimmy Van has his quarterly Q&A coming up this week. We are going to film that, and it's the most direct way to support what we do. But, hey, if you're listening here on YouTube, not watching, (laughs) leave us a (laughs) thumbs up and subscribe. Uh, That really, really helps us out. Let's go ahead and get into this Monday Night Raw. It started off with a hot angle, Alex. (laughs) A hot angle coming out of... Uh, uh, arm wrestling match, which did great on YouTube, and a tug of war, uh, which was basically the same exact spot with just different competitions. We joked about what they would do next. Was it going to be like log rolling or like tossing children for distance? Like, I I don't know what it was going to be. But instead, there was no opening promo. They went straight into a, a Falls Count Anywhere match between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman which was all kinds of hot. Like it was, these guys were were beating the crap out of each other. It was great. Yeah. uh, This was what we needed out of a, out of an opening raw segment. My God, man, they, they went at it hot. They had an incredible pace. They, they were full of action. There were spears and, and Stroman mowing Lashley down right out of the gate, Alex. It was what we needed. We needed something that wasn't a promo. We needed something that wasn't just this boring talk, talk, talk. You want to set the stage or maybe not the opposite of setting the stage, destroying the stage. Right. I thought this was a really good way to do it. And uh, for this to be perhaps quote unquote, a new era of WWE, both raw and SmackDown. I think it's what they needed, Alex. Right, I mean, even even in their on their best days, if they were gonna do straight into a match, it wouldn't have been without Braun Strowman coming down to the ring first with a microphone saying, "I beat Bobby Lashley in an arm wrestling match, and then I beat him in a tug of war. I'm better than Bobby Lashley." And then Bobby Lashley coming out and saying, "No, I'm better than you. Let's prove it in a in a in a in a match that we'll have right. It starts right now." Um, but they didn't have to do any of that. They had the announcers do that. They said, here's quick footage of, you know, the tests of strength that happened in the past few weeks. And now a match is starting. And it took them 12 seconds. And it was great. That's the way things should start out with on Raw every single week. Yeah. Uh, this this show was just really, really the tone was set by by this and i think that's that's a good idea uh braun and lashley go at it with a chair and in the crowd and work their way up to the ramp lashley suplexes Strowman on the stage and then Strowman spears lashley through the led boards yep. <laughs> i will say I, I loved it i thought that was cool we saw an angle that we never saw before the pyro was ridiculously hilarious <laughs> yeah it was it was good for a while because usually they do like pop pop fizz and that's all they do with like you know oh no into the electrical equipment and it's just like a couple of like that's about all they do with it then they 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 went they overcorrected they went instead of like doing like a little bit do a lot to like way more than necessary um but i i did love the um the like they cut to a feed of like a security camera capturing the 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 uh, the EMTs going in there moving stuff with a fire extinguisher like from above and like to the side of the stage, which we'd never see before, and it was in complete silence for a long time. Like they were really trying to go with this whole like this is this is serious. These guys are really hurt. Angle. Um, we we know it's kayfabe. It's all a part of the plan. But when they say okay. For this angle, it's important that we treat this accident as very serious. And I liked that they found a new way of doing that beyond just hushed tones from Michael Cole. 
That's the damn truth. They spent all night saying that, or having people wish them well as they were carted off. Corey Graves screamed out, holy shit, <laughs> on the air. Yep. Uh, I was very surprised by that. Alex, uh, your thought, I mean, that was a hot topic. Corey Graves said, holy shit, during the yes. TVPG era of WWE Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and it was, you know, the 8 p.m. Eastern hour. I mean, like, it was, it was like, right at the beginning. It wasn't, like, something they did for, during the main event where, like, ah, the kids are probably asleep. Um, it did feel like what they were trying to do was get away with it because it was an excited utterance. Like, it wasn't, like, uh, it wasn't a scripted line. It was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'll, I'll pay the fine. I'm, I'm so sorry. But but I just saw a man get exploded by electrical equipment. Uh, it, was, it was in the spur of the moment. Um, it, it, felt, it felt natural. It, felt like, it honestly felt like in the very beginning, nobody told Corey Graves there would be that many explosions. Like, that, that's, <laughs> that's what it felt like at the moment. Um, as they kept on, you know, going back and showing all those replays over and over and over again, it was obvious that was a plant um, make me to look like it was an accident because they want this to feel more real, at least this angle. Alex, do you remember when Braun Strowman used to tear stuff up and as a result looked like he could be the guy? We were begging for him to be yes. the guy. Yes. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of that. They had a lame ass feud. One in which Braun dominated. Yeah. Braun won everything, every right. match, every elimination. Right. Every tug of war, every I competition, mean, every arm wrestling thing. And then Bobby Lashley would attack him. Right. And, and that's it. And then we get this match for some reason after Braun has beaten him multiple times. And, and after all that, this is the hottest their feud has ever been. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, it, it appears to be going into a... Um, an angle. I don't know if it's going to be for Extreme Rules. I'm assuming it's going to be for Extreme Rules, but they might, you know, say, "Oh, well, these the reason these guys aren't on Extreme Rules is because they already had their Extreme Rules match and Raw, and we're going to keep them off TV for a while to sell the fact that they almost died." Like Corey Graves kept mentioning over and over again, "I was looking at Braun Strowman; his legs weren't moving." Like, like it was a it was a major deal that they're they're basically selling possible paralysis. For the guy who overturns ambulances. So it's a major deal they're trying to sell with this angle here. Now, uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, But again, um, what I loved about this is that so many times when Braun Strowman would tear up stuff uh, or or get involved involved in a like a... Like where he suplexes the big show off, off off the ring apron and collapses the whole ring. They made sure to get Braun up on his feet so he would do the roar afterwards to keep him strong. Like yeah. it seems like it seemed like a, a year ago they might have done this exact same stunt, but then had Braun get back to his feet to show he's indestructible. And I like that there's a there's a moment here where, you know, maybe 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 the monster has has met his match. It's himself being too impetuous by deciding to destroy the entire set. This was just really good stuff. It was a lot different. It was something else that, that we hadn't seen. We see them loaded it up into the ambulance. We see camera angles in which we don't usually see, uh, which uh, you all are missing out on tons of camera angles here on the Fightful yes. Wrestling Podcast, which very frustrating, but hey, we'll get it fixed eventually. Uh, not tonight. I'm not going to toy <laughs> with it tonight, uh, but... <laughs> Now, there was another interesting aspect of the opening of Raw, Alex, as we get a one-second glimpse of Street Profits. Yep. Do you think that was meant to happen? Because the thing is, it was made to look like it wasn't meant to happen, but here's the thing. Right. Those two guys aren't hamming it up for the camera live backstage for absolutely no reason 25, 30 minutes before their segment. No, I mean, I, I, I think there was ob- obviously that was uh, intentional, uh, but made to look unintentional. Uh, a lot of that tonight. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it was what they, Heyman, if he is in charge, wants to get people talking. That's his whole thing. Get people saying, hey, w- the Street Profits are on Raw. What, what the heck? 
was that was that intentional? Was was that a botch? Were we not supposed to see that? Are they going to debut tonight? All all of that is good in Paul Heyman's book. So that's what he wants. He wants to get that going. If they actually had start like starting off the thing backstage tonight, you're going to see them. It's the Street Profits. People be like, oh, yeah, Street Profits. But but it would be a whole thing. But it wouldn't it wouldn't have intrigue. It wouldn't have buzz. It would just be people reacting to it, the much the way I did, which was please, please. I mean, like we didn't know yet how great, at least comparatively, this RAW was going to be compared to others. So it seems like they're going in a good direction creatively, but I don't need Montez Ford ruined by people. Like yeah, this, is- this guy's so good. I'm, I'm want. Please don't call up more and more NXT acts that are great and still have legs in NXT, only to bury them on the sidelines of RAW. Yeah, Montez Ford needs to be Montez Ford. Uh, reminder, guys, we had Fighter Fest uh, post show podcast this weekend. Uh, we have uh, Impact Slam anniversary this Sunday. A uh, little bit of breaking fightful news: Warren will do a post New Japan G One Dallas post show while I am on the UFC two thirty nine coverage. Uh, speaking of Tuesday, two p.m. Eastern. Watch the UFC uh, preview that we do. Like I've, I've said this before, we are the most no BS MMA podcast there is. We don't have bridges to burn on that show. Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, over on the MMA channel. That's at Fightful MMA Boxing. Make sure you guys check that out. The War Raiders were set to face the New Day, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it happened. Mm-hmm. But then quickly got broken up because Samoa Joe interferes. And Kofi Kingston gets gets involved, and the only reason this happened, Alex, yes, was so they could restart the match. Yeah, yeah, very frustrating. I I liked how uh, how hot the uh, tag match started out with, and I was like, oh, cool, give me seven minutes of this. They're like, no, no, sorry, just kidding, two and a half minutes of that, and then we're gonna break it up and go to commercial. Um, uh, and, and the match that followed was good. It was Samoa Joe and the War Raiders against New Day. Yeah. And it was good. But I hate having to reset shit all the time. Yeah. It, <laughs> I uh, I joked that, you know, it, it appears as though Heyman is sitting down with uh, McMahon and their, their teams of lawyers there drawing up uh, what what's going to be changing about Raw. And Vince is like, all right, pal, I'm negotiable about the whole meandering show opening promos that go nowhere and are entirely needless. I could take or leave those. But the whole new matches can't can't have can't they have commercials during matches, and we have to have two out of three falls matches. Matches get restarted. That whole rule that I instituted five minutes ago on that, I am completely non-negotiable. I don't understand why. Like, if, if you're willing to give up what has become the hallmark of Raw, which is the meandering show opening promo that nobody likes, you're willing to give up that, but you're not willing to give up this stupid, you know, oh, we got to stop and restart the match because there's a commercial coming. I mean, that literally started two weeks ago. You, you can you could retcon that. We will have forgotten entirely about it if you give it up. We'll forget about it in three weeks because it's just – to stop stop doing it yeah uh so war raiders and joe work so well together naturally they just yeah. they fit together really well uh there are a big series of dives that ends in ivar i think that was him i don't i know him as hansen it's ivar yep getting a big suicide dive and joe chokes out kofi to beat him you know what it meant would have made this mean a lot more alex yeah if ziggler didn't pin mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston last week. Kofi did not need to get pinned by Ziggler at all in that two out of three falls match. No, no, but I mean the the I mean they, they've all, they already established on on recent uh, episodes in their two out of three falls happiness that they love to do that people can get beat two two falls in a row. So why Kofi can't win two falls in a row doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so, and, and I mean I think he has before. Well, I mean he's. One right. a couple. Uh, all I know is the New Day have been in way too many matches over the last two weeks. Right. Too I mean, many falls, too many matches. We don't need to see them that much. And this is the another thing. We keep talking about it. In a vacuum, absent of context, if you were to ask me, do I want to see the War Raiders 
versus the New Day, I would tell you 10 times out of 10, yes, absolutely. I want to see that match. But in context, where you're going to get the match stopped and restarted, and we've seen New Day like over and over and over again on both shows every week. In context, it's like, well, yeah, I want to see the match, but can can there be some kind of can we can we do it some other way where it's not this way that they do the matches now? Because I mean, I I, I want to see basically, I want to see an NXT Championship match between the New Day. And the War Raiders. I don't want to see any of this crap that they do on the TV where it's just like, stop, start, stop, start, two out of three falls, blah. Joe needed the win real bad. Yes, he did. Speaking of needing a win, Drake Maverick is backstage with a Maverick 24-7 shirt on and his blindfolded wife who realizes he's trying to take her to Raw for their honeymoon. (laughs) Alex, did you know that she's a former wrestler? Yes, uh, I believe I had heard the name, yes. And uh, she actually competed against, I think, Candice LeRae in the Mae Young Classic. Oh, cool. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember what year that was. That would have been 2017, right? Yeah, the first Yeah, year. yeah. That was their first round match. Um, so her return to WWE TV, so to speak, uh, was, was tonight. But R-Truth shows up and trolls Drake. Truth is a dick, man. Truth is a huge, huge dick. Like, what's up with this, man? I don't like this. No, I don't. I mean, I, I, tr- truth is so lovable. But by the way, over the weekend, he was, re- he, re- he re- released another remix of uh, Old Town Road, um, which was even better than the first one. Uh, speaking um, of, speaking of, Drake Maverick released a promo too, where EC3 is giving him life advice so on good. a bench. It was unbelievable. I saw East, you tweet that. East and you were, EC3 is so good. Like the idea that you would have him on your roster and make him a functional mute for his, his entire time on the, on the roster. Like I I imagine being that either stupid or petty. Like that's the one thing I'm like, I don't know this. I'm completely speculating the idea that somebody was like, Hey, events, you know what EC3 stands for, right? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing on Dixie Carter. Like, you know, from TNA. He's like, ah, well, screw that kid. He's not going to talk at all. Like, I mean, I, honestly, that wouldn't surprise me. It would make more sense than like, oh, this guy who's great on the mic. Let's have him not speak. Whatever. But I'm saying everything around this 24-7 title, Maverick, R-Truth, when they get everybody else together in on it, um, everything they do outside of the main shows is even better than the stuff they do on the shows. It's worth it to go and seek it out. Like once a week, hit up R Truth's Instagram or or Twitter and scroll back a few days and make sure you see all the stuff that he does when he's got the title. And now, we'll talk about this. Drake Maverick's taking it with him on his honeymoon. So, yeah, uh, um, stuff. I couldn't have liked that EC3 thing anymore. By the way, guys, if you want your statement or question read on the air, uh, submit a super chat. Thank you to Danny Brown. For his, uh, we've got quite a few. Wild Boy says, new set coming to really differentiate both shows. Can't say for sure, but I hope so. Thank you to Matt Thomas. Thank you to Rob Wilkins, who says, no blue chew needed tonight. The club is back. Hashtag hard. I'm not doing a segue tonight because I feel like I'm taking it from you guys if you can't see Alex's reaction. Uh, Thank you, Bruce Sandstorm. I appreciate you guys. Reminder, if you subscribe to Fightful Select, you can ask as many questions as you want. This week to Jimmy Van for his quarterly Q&A. Next week to me, I do at least two a month for you guys. So Drake Maverick was also ringside for Cesaro versus No Way Jose <laughs> because he's playing up that he and his wife run his honeymoon. So he's just relaxing, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But Cesaro beats up Jose before the bell, doesn't neutralize her on the floor. Cool. Backstage, our truth is hiding from the herd. And kind of wipes his brow, goes away. And Drake is there waiting for him. Yep. Drake says, ah, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going on my honeymoon. Then he hits him with luggage. He hits uh, R-Truth with luggage, pronouns, uh, and pins R-Truth to win the 24-7 title. Renee Michelle is not thrilled, but they're on their honeymoon, and I cannot wait for these skits, Alex. It's gonna be so good. It's so 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 good. I want, I want 
all everyone who's a major player in this thing, EC3 is going to be part of it. Cedric Alexander, anybody who's held the title for more than two seconds, he's Slater. Uh, I, w- I want somebody to be buried in the sand, like uh, you know, like completely like laying there, buried in the sand. <laughs> Drake Maverick and somebody come over and pin him because he's buried in the sand. I, there's all kinds of crazy stuff you could do. Um, did, but, did they say where they were going on vacation? No, he, he, did, he did say, well, "I'm going. We're going to sandy beaches. <laughs> sandy beaches, love. Like that's so. Yeah, okay, fine. I don't know where they're going, but I'm you know sandy beaches. L- listen, this is all great. Um, I-, I love this. My favorite part of the whole thing where he pins him backstage. That was a hell of a slide by that ref getting into position for the three count, like that on the concrete, just. Right 24 7 so is, is the ref's time to shine. It They're really, doing good. It really is. Street Profits debut in a backstage promo. They say they're on Monday Night Raw. Well, until Tuesday when they're also on SmackDown, but. Probably. They also Not- interrupt a Paul Heyman promo and flip out over Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I I, I really like the first one uh, better. Uh, the get that smoke thing, I think, is 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 has legs. I think they can figure out where to work that. Um, I think that's good. The, the the other one with Heyman wasn't n- nearly as crisp, um, but I really love these guys. Um, it, it to me it also feels like hey uh, WWE Universe who doesn't watch NXT get familiar with these guys. Like these guys are going to be entertaining you very soon um, uh, on on these you know on the actual shows, and it also reads as an advertisement for NXT. Um, you know, because there's all the speculation in the world that as the fall approaches, they're going to, you know, announce NXT possibly for FS1 or something like that to like get people to watch NXT and, and be familiar with all these characters that are then going to be promoted to a, uh, to a network show, at least a, you know, it's a cable show. Wild boy eight, seven. Thank you for the super chat. He says street profits to feud with D over the use of plastic cups. <laughs> Maybe they can start a faction with EC3. Listen, like a, a, any anything's possible. These, okay, I want to say this: Montez Ford is a capital S T A R. That guy's yeah. so good, so charismatic. I think he and Angelo Dawkins work really, really well together. But they could break up the Street Profits tomorrow. I hope they don't. But they could do that, and Montez Ford would be an absolute superstar. I don't know that about Angelo Dawkins. I still think they're great together, and I don't want them broken up for now. But, I mean, but hit your wagon to Montez Ford. That guy's got an extremely bright future. Yeah, one of the most athletic guys WWE has ever had, sure. ever. If you see his combine numbers, my God. Well, uh, something tells me his 40 is a little bit quicker than The Undertaker's, who had one of the longest <laughs> entrances he has ever had tonight. Drew McIntyre and Shane cut a promo on him without saying a whole lot. And the Undertaker comes out, keeps him at a distance, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but the promo was that he used, he being the Undertaker, used to respect Shane McMahon like a yeah. little. Yeah. Not that much. Also, that Shane and Drew are going to die and they're going to smell really bad when they do. Yeah. I mean, basically. I mean, oh, listen, it's it, the Undertaker is, uh, is, is an old schooler. So he knows the value of a you're going to smell bad or you do smell bad or the, the town smells bad, but he's baby facing the situation. So the town doesn't smell bad. His opponents smell bad. Mostly it's just all olfactory senses being offended. Listen, I don't know. I don't love this thing. The one thing about it is that he did he when did he start wearing the big leather duster that has like zits all over it? How like the hell just, should I know? pustules like that's the thing i noticed it's night like it used to be like he was wearing a leather like a floor length leather duster it was really cool now i was looking at it's got like weird like bulbous things all over it veins like did he skin something large i don't it's weird rob wilkins says hey kayla (laughs) promo for the select retro pod awa super clash yeah our fightful select Retro Review Podcast is AWA Super Clash 3. Now, let me just say, guys, maybe you've never watched AWA. Maybe you've never heard of AWA, some of the younger people. Don't sleep on this show. It is the best podcast work I have ever done in my life, period. Uh, Go Indy now says, think Bischoff watched and said, 
how do we top this? I don't know. Um, I don't know what the hell Eric Bischoff's thinking. I know that he wasn't thinking he was going to be in San Antonio this week. And he was probably, he was, I think he was planning to be on an after buzz post show Tuesday yeah. night and didn't end up happening. Danny Brown says, am I dreaming to think that Roman Reigns turns on taker for ultimate heel turn? We waited years on Heyman begins it. God, I hope so. You want to talk about getting people to say, whoa, what's happening on Raw? What's happening on SmackDown? That's a way you do it. Oh, and you know what I do after that, Alex? Yeah. At SummerSlam, I would have Roman Reigns absolutely crush The Undertaker. Yes. And send him out for good. I like Forever. I, I, outside, outside of your good old Elias interrupt, chokeslam, sure, tombstone. Sure. Yeah, there no, you no, go. No. no more, but no more like return matches. Not even for the crown prince. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Not even nah. for him. Like you, like you know what? I'm good with them doing that. You know why? I couldn't give a well, fuck that's, less. That's pardon true. my language. That's true. Fine. Like yeah, screw that. But but trying but, trying to uh, clean up the language on this show. But yeah, I if that's what they got to do to get their money, and yeah. I'm not happy they're getting that money. Yeah. No. Then whatever, man. I I honestly did like there's a there's a easy way to get to a Roman heel turn. Because he says, in the very beginning of his promo, Taker says, Roman Reigns never asked me for my help. And that could be the turn, like, at the thing. Like, I never asked you for your help. I never asked you for this. Keep your nose out of my business, dead man. And, and I, all, would, I would, I would like for Roman say. I'd like for Roman to stay consistent, too. Him say, if I needed help, I got a WWE Universal Champion that'll help me. Yep. Yeah. That, but have him do that edge. My God, we are dreaming here. We are dreaming here. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole new era. All things are possible now, Sean. Oh, man. So uh, up next, Baron Corbin cuts a promo with Lacey backstage. I thought it was very important for Lacey to have a passable performance tonight. Now, she's going to be in there with Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, and Baron Corbin who can camouflage some of the real bad wrestling she's done of late. But I thought she did fine tonight. Um, took Natalia's moves well. Corbin trips up Natalia, allows Lacey to hit the women's right as uh, Becky Lynch and Seth are looking on. But this was to get Lacey a win, and she needed it. She did. She did. I mean, I, I, I could take her more seriously as an opponent for Becky who might beat Becky and then win some matches as champion if she could beat Natalia on her own without – Baron having to help her by tripping up Natalia. Like Natalia is a good competitor, but if you're trying to sell me that Lacey Evans is the forever number one contender <laughs> until she becomes champion, that she's got to be able to beat Natalia clean. She Natalia clean. I'm not Charlotte Natalia, who's yeah. a former champion and good, but like Lacey Evans, you got to sell me on her being something other than you know, winning cheap matches with a with a lucky run, right hand. You know, um, this this the match I thought was was fine. It was whatever it was. I I honestly didn't super hate their backstage promo together. I thought Corbin was actually really natural during it, and Evans hit all the right marks. It was, seemed to be written for them, but not not super overproduced. I would agree. I thought this was the performance Lacey Evans needed, all things considered. Uh, Miz wishes Bobby and Braun the best in a pre-match promo. They did this a lot. Alexa did it. Mm-hmm. Seth did it. Kind of level the situation, which I like. It was also very interesting because, I mean, Braun is nominally a heel and bo- a, a, a face, and a, Bobby has definitely been heel for months. So, so to have both to have heels and faces um, wish both of them 
you know, good luck and hope you guys get back on your feet soon. That should that that again adds more to the realism of it. These are our friends who are performers. They're playing roles, but in this case, like this is no, this is nothing to laugh about. Like nothing pretend about this. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had a two out of three falls match for some reason. That reason being the commercial, but we still didn't need it, Alex. No, we didn't. Elias goes to perform and Miz interrupts him. And they tell us, hey, after the second fall, we're going to commercial break, which immediately tells you they're splitting the falls. Right. And then Miz wins it immediately with the skull crushing finale. Then Elias wins it immediately with drift away. Right. Why didn't Elias just do his damn performance? And then you have the match one fall after the damn break. Because, because, because somebody... Which this, this right here, this whole thing tells you that Vince is still in control. (laughs) He's just, he's just, you know, letting other guys have more input. Like saying, okay, Paul, I trust you. I trust you on this. But we're definitely having that two out of three falls match. And, And nobody can move him off of that for whatever reason. That's a bug up his butt right now where he says every show's gotta have a two out of three falls match where we got a commercial break in there for some reason. But the other thing, when you said, not only does it say, well, we're definitely going to three falls because they said after the second fall, but it also tells you the first two falls are going to be one really quick for one person, one really quick for the next person. Like there's no way like, Oh, the second fall is going to be 22 minutes. Like that, that's not a possibility. Like it's never, it's not possible anyway, because it's on raw, but like at least allow us to suspend our disbelief a little bit guys. Come on. Yeah, but after we come back from the break, I really love the finish. They go into a chop battle. Elias yeah. lands like a crossroads for a two count. And Elias like runs his knee into uh, the the ring post. And boy, was that a good spot. Made a, a, good, a good, healthy spot. crash. And then Miz wins with a figure four. A move he never wins with, at least these days. I loved a lot about this. But clever finishes should be the standard, not the outlier, Alex. Right. No, absolutely. And this, this again, makes me optimistic for the future that you're going to have moves that are, that are, that are missed, that lead directly into a finish that, that aren't. That's how you do unpredictability. Yes. But I don't need any more. The, the one move that is missed that always leads into a finish is whoops, no water in the pool. Like that's the, the, the high risk maneuver off the top rope that's missed that always leads to the finish. There's other ways of being of, of messing something up that the other guy's clever enough to dodge or whatever that leads into the finish. Also, that was a low key figure eight that, that, uh, that Miz, uh, Miz won with not just a figure four. Like he bridged up without having to like go all the way back with his hands, but he was like lifting himself up. It was like a figure six and a half. Uh, a couple of super chats. Shane McMayonnaise says, introduce me as the best food in the world. You're going to have to pay me a lot more for that, buddy. Uh, Joseph Farley says, I wonder if Bobby's sister Francis is, in, is visiting him in the local medical facility or Jessica or Kathy. How do you remember all of their names? <laughs> I guess when something dies, I mean, Alex, yeah. you remember things. And that was the night that wrestling died. It was It was certainly one of them. One of, of very, very many. Uh, reminder, guys, this Saturday, UFC 239 post-show on the MMA channel. We have New Japan G1 Dallas, as well as Impact Slammiversary post-show coverage over on Fightful Select. The 205 Live NXT UK show will be happening Friday instead of Wednesday. But I'm dropping that AWA Super Clash 3 show. I'm dropping Jimmy Van's q and I'm dropping the Fightful Backstage Report over there. Go support us. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Select. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins defeated Mike and Maria Kanellis. Well, how does this happen? They're doing a promo backstage. They're being interviewed, and Maria interrupts and says, you guys aren't the first couple of WWE. Myself and Mike are. Mm. So me and my bitch are going to face you and your bitch. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that, Alex? Well, okay. I, I, um, it was nice to see. Uh, Mike and Maria on Raw, like Mike's Mike, been killing it on Two O Five Live. Mike's been doing great work on Two O Five Live. Um, not, 
not 205 pounds, but it's okay. Hmm. Uh, he doesn't need to be. Uh, but uh, I, I thought this was this was interesting. I liked Maria's work here. Um, their theme still kicks ass. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did. I thought it was pointed that she referred to Mike as her bitch and then talked to uh, Seth to say versus you and yours as the insult to, to Becky. I thought that was interesting, that little duck just position. Um, and I, you, I went into this going, you know what? If, if, if they give Mike some time, you know, like if Maria, you know, get, you know, gets a little, uh, you know, smacks Seth in the back of the head or something that gets his attention and Mike can like get, control the match for a couple minutes, you know, Mike could actually show something. And then, then of course that was certainly not at all what happened at the match. Uh, indeed it wasn't Seth Rollins lays out Mike Canellis and Maria runs from Becky and says she's pregnant, <laughs> but then says that Mike isn't man enough to knock her up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if this was a Paul Heyman thing, but it has Paul Heyman oh. written all <laughs> over it you'll never convince me this wasn't completely written you, by 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 paul Heyman. you this know is, what this sounds like and this is just me spitballing well actually yeah. let me let me get through this segment <laughs> <laughs> uh mike gets submitted by becky lynch maria does this wild promo where she's ashamed of mike and implies that becky lynch should knock her up instead of mike canellis alex yeah i wish wish the video was working right now on this <laughs> because uh well first off thanks paul Heyman, for all the bluetooth segues yes oh, but yeah. could you just imagine uh, sir what if we pitched an idea. We we ran an angle where Maria cuckolds Mike Canellis. God damn, pal, what the fuck does that mean? Well, that is where a man enjoys watching his wife be sexually pleased by someone else. God damn it, pal, that's him. It's such good shit. Oh, it's, it's perfect. How long do we have him? Five years now? Good shit. <laughs> it's so you, Canellis. It's so you. It's perfect. Because you're taking her last name. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, not Canellis, because as as we, we heard Michael Cole, it's actually pronounced Canalis for some reason. Like that was, he called, called them Canalis all match long, which was odd. Um... I mean, the whole cuckolding thing, we'll see where it goes. Right now, the whole, like, um, I'm pregnant. You're not man enough to 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 knock me up. So you, ch- you cheated on him? No, it's it, this is all part of, like, your weird psychosexual mind games. All right, let's see. I mean, I-, I thought Mike was headed in a pretty good direction on 205 Live. If they said, okay, kid, you're getting the call back up to Raw. And this is the angle we got for you. Well, all right, you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. But this is de- this definitely feels like something that Heyman would have run in ECW in nineteen ninety seven. This does seem like they're pushing the limits of what they can do, right? These days, <clears throat> hey. So. Carmella, or actually Alexa Bliss, has Moment of Bliss, and she's out there with Nikki, and it immediately gets broken up by Carmella. Mm-hmm. And she's just, she's telling Nikki that she's being manipulated. And then she immediately pins Alexa Bliss. Not even worth talking about. No. And the reason it happens is so they can restart it and right. go to Nikki versus Carmella. Yes. Well, Nikki wins with the quickness. Carmella is 50 50 Nikki is not. Alexa is beyond 50-50, which is okay. Uh, backstage, Nikki is trying to be interviewed, and Alexa won't let her comment on possibly facing Bailey at Extreme Rules. Now, I, I know a lot of people are, are saying that this, is, this angle is dumb. It makes Nikki look real dumb. I don't think it does if she's the one doing the manipulating in the end. And I think that if Paul Heyman is involved in this, I think there's a good possibility something like that might happen. It's, but uh, but uh, as we get into that, what do you think of that possibility? What did you think of 
Moment of Bliss, Carmella beating Alexa, and then Nikki beating Carmella. I mean, Moment of Bliss it was just dressing to get into the match. Um, I I do wish that Carmella had been um, more uh, honest with her, like said, like uh, you know, uh, sidekick. She says, you know, you're the R two sidekick. Oh, sidekick, get in the ring, and I'll show you a sidekick when I kick you upside your head. And instead of like Alexa Bliss turning from Nikki on the outside and running into a schoolboy, schoolgirl, I wish she had turned and been kicked in the face. And then Carmella had had won that way as opposed to like getting a sneak attack on Alexa Bliss, which you shouldn't have to do. Like I feel like that was a perfect opportunity for Alexa to not be prepared for the match and walk right into a kick, which was what Carmella said she was going to do. As far as after that, uh, Nikki winning. I think this is all obviously to me setting up a uh, Bailey versus Alexa versus Nikki Cross match uh, at, at Extreme Rules, uh, adding Nikki to it. Uh, and in that case, I think there's anything is possible. I think you would absolutely see Alexa Bliss pinning Nikki Cross to become champion. Uh, you, you could see anything that's possible out of that. I I I want to believe that what you're saying is correct and that Paul Heyman is smarter than that and they actually do something where Nikki's been the one in charge this whole time. Do I think they're going to do that? Nah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same way it's always been. Um, I think that they might be she might be stupider. I think Alexa Bliss might pin Nikki to become champion and and then Nikki's still her friend. I honestly yeah. think that, you know, like, I think it's gonna be that bad. Wild boy eight, seven. Thank you for the super chat says <laughs> every female in WWE 2k 20 needs the roll up as a second finish. That's <laughs> <laughs> true that they do. So Alex, let me ask you now, this is a, a minor issue, but it's something that considering that I do interviews with people in person, but not live on camera. I'm curious about Car- Charlie Caruso just walks up, mm. apparently unscheduled, live on Raw. Yeah, interrupts Ricochet mid conversation. Yeah, hey, can I cut in? I need an interview. What? What if he would have said, "No, hold on, I'm having a conversation with right. Hawkins and Ryder right now." Can you give me a second? Um, I, I wish he would have done that, and then Charlie Caruso would have said, "Well, actually, this has been scheduled this whole time." There's a camera right there. Is yeah, uh, like because otherwise, why is the camera there? Like, you know, it's a it's a weird. The whole like backstage is there's just cameras everywhere catching everything. Is it for an interview? No. Is it for just people walking around backstage? Maybe. Whatever. Um. Yeah. It was, it was a weird deal of like you know I'm having a conversation. Um. I I I really really liked this whole through line of the good brothers like back and forth with ricochet and aj styles and like goading aj into trying to get a match with with ricochet and and ricochet being like no i mean that was it was a good match yeah i lost but i, I really respect aj i think he's a great competitor and I, I i think i could beat him if i if i if i fought him again and then them being able to figure out a way to get these two guys to fight like it's a really cool way of showing um uh the good brothers like being in control of AJ, at least, you know, emotionally manipulating him into being into being the guy that they want him to be. I thought it was kind of cool. Guys, thank you all for uh, sticking with us. Even though Google cut our cameras out right now, uh, I am working on getting new software. We will have a new format uh, at the very least by August 1st, when they kill Google Hangouts, nothing will change <laughs> for our viewers. Right. You guys will still come to the same place, do the same things. Uh, you just might see me and Alex on screen together. Uh, hey, and wow, crazy. It, it is weird because Google is killing a very easy program to use. It is so Google. Yeah. It is so Google. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for uh, sticking with us. This is honestly one of our most live-viewed shows yet. So maybe we just need to cut the video feed, Alex. It's it's not a live viewed anything. It's a live listened. Strowman and Lashley took out our video. <laughs> That's true. Uh, there are sparklers going off behind me right oh, now. 
You should see it. There's just sparklers everywhere. Uh, but yeah, uh, we are also we're planning on going live for listening your boy this week. Hopefully, the first one without tech errors since before WrestleMania. My wow. God, my God! Main event segment. Good Brothers really riled up AJ. Yeah, I loved this. AJ gets in Ricochet's so face. Ricochet's like, "Whoa, calm down!" Then they slap each other. Wow. And Ricochet said, "What was that for?" And AJ goes, you slapped me. And Ricochet goes, that was weeks ago. <laughs> Call back uh, to Dave Chappelle skit. I, um, I, uh, I really love this. I, I said it before, but I love the, like, Carl saying to AJ, I think, I think this guy, this, little, this kid says he's going to beat you. So I think you should go over there and challenge him for that title. And then you just slap him in the face. And then AJ does the exact thing that Carl, Carl Anderson tells I love him. It. I think it's really cool. And I loved Ricochet's uh, go from, hey, AJ, I have all the respect in the world for you. Um, I, I certainly will. I don't know why you got y'all so riled up, but I'll certainly accept your challenge, and I'd love to have a match with you. Slap! Ricochet, slap! And and AJ, not slapping back, and Ricochet's like, oh, no, no, give it a shot one more time. Let's see what happens. I love that Ricochet is able to like change on a dime, just completely go from like, respectful, young, humble champ who knows who AJ Styles is and that he demands respect to, no, 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 you don't disrespect me. Like, that was a really cool uh, shift in Ricochet and it shows you he's got the potential to play all sorts of variations on this character. I loved it. Well, the match happens. Ricochet hits a Fosbury flop and AJ Styles gets the win with a phenomenal forearm, Alex. Woo! Woo! That is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. No, okay, no, it's not. No, it's not. Not. Not even close. But Ricochet's foot is underneath the ropes. And a lot of people said, oh, it's not on the ropes. Doesn't matter. Broke the plane. Broke the plane. Uh, all you got to do is break the plane. Yep. But this is just so we can get a good old-fashioned restarting, Alex. John yep. Cone sticking his nose where it doesn't belong yet again. Right. I mean, of all the ways things get stopped and restarted, this one bothers me the least because it makes... I mean, it's the rules. I mean, again, I hate that um, the referee's decision is final, except when it's not. Like, I hate that as a thing that happens in WWE all the time. I wish there was always a ref in Gorilla watching the video. And if he sees something that the ref in the ring doesn't, that ref gets to come down to the, to the, to the ring and say, no, 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 you missed this. We're going to restart the match. Or... That's never a possibility, and you can never ever do that. You got to pick one or the other. Either John Cone's always sitting back there watching to make sure nobody's foot is under the rope, or just screw it—it's a free for all. There's got to be one or the other. You can't just pick and choose your spots. But I do like that this was the spot that they chose for it. I think that it, again, it shows that AJ basically has beaten Ricochet two out of three times, basically. And I think there's a, there's a cool angle there to be played with. AJ Styles has still got it, but the kid is really crafty. And I, I, I really like that there's part of that in the story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get that restarting. Ricochet is on fire back from the break. He does that kick flip in Zaguri. The yeah. final cut, which is uh, Dustin Rhodes, Goldust's uh, swinging suplex, a great move. Styles can still fly and does so very well, then does an insane brain buster. Now, the brain buster he did is so much different than basically the vertical suplex that a lot of people use. When you right. do a brain buster like that, a lot of times when you're, when you're taught to bump, you're taught to base out, try to land as even as you possibly can. You can't do that on this. It is a no. tough bump no matter how you take it. All of your weight comes down on, on one particular spot. It's rough. But he also hits a great release rack bomb that I loved. Uh, but the Good Brothers are at ringside, and Ricochet just strolls up Styles for the win. And I'm like, all right, cool. But this is one of those situations where I, it's 50-50, and I'm okay with it because they really look like they should be 50-50. Yes. And it's a rare instance to where I think it's important. Like a doofus, though, Ricochet hangs around while the Good Brothers mock him. 
and AJ Styles turns on him. This is long overdue, and so is the reformation of the club. Hopefully they get a new damn name. Doubt it. Second rope Styles clash hits. This is a hot angle to close the show. And Alex, if you start hot and you end hot, a lot of times people will think or remember a hot show. Right. That's absolutely true. you got to finish uh, as strong as you start, and everyone's going to think, wow, what a great episode of Raw. And they'll, they'll forget about anything in the middle they didn't love. Um, I, I love the heel turn. Uh, again, thought it was way overdue. I like that there are echoes uh, in it of the first heel turn he did uh, on John Cena when the, the club was also involved. Um, uh, this is all very good. And it, it again, it really does look like the club is manipulating AJ Styles into being the old AJ Styles, the one they used to team with. Like, and it's interesting because I don't know if, if they're going to continue this whole thing to the point where if AJ eventually realizes he's being manipulated and like, like goaded, egged on, lit a fire under by these guys where maybe it's not necessarily warranted as in this is in the case with this particular feud. That's an interesting angle to see if, you know, AJ's okay with that. Also, um, you say that Ricochet just rolled up styles and it wasn't like a schoolboy. Like there was a whole like weird twisty thing where he got under him and like hooked his leg over his leg and like yeah, pinned it, him in a really cool way. Like well, I mean, was, yeah, we, we've seen that pin or the transition in and out of it into submission holds used over and over again. Britt Baker does it regularly. Uh, right. Leva used it last week or this weekend. But I want to. I want to. I, I mean, I want to make sure people. Again, a lot of people don't watch the show and only listen to us yammer about it. There was not like a schoolboy or an inside cradle. It was. It was well well put together and. And AJ, after being pinned, was like, what the heck was that? Like, it was honestly, like, it felt like it really caught him by surprise, which, again, added to the frustration. Losing that way just pissed him off. And it was a perfect transition from that into the uh, into the beatdown, the heel turn, the beatdown, and then the Styles Clash from the top rope, which was great. And, and Ricochet took it perfectly. Uh, his Ricochet selling stuff by just opening his eyes and staring off in the middle distance, like just like he's dead. I think that's such a really cool way that he does all of that. I'm very excited for this mid-card feud on Raw. Now, if uh, Tuesday remembers they have a mid-card uh, with the Intercontinental title and like see what, we'll see what happens with uh, Finn Balor and, and Shinsuke, great. I mean, this is cool because right now, the top of Raw could not be less interesting to me. Like Seth, Seth and Corbin and Becky and Lacey just don't really care. It's so awesome to me that we have this thing going on with uh, Ricochet and AJ to keep me really, really interested. The The reformation of the club is something that both AJ and more important, or not more importantly, but more so Anderson and Gallows needed. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people are going to ask what's up with their, their contract status. I don't know. I've asked. I'll, I'll try to find out. But I, this is this is the type of show that WWE fans have wanted. There are <laughs> matches with stakes. There are hot angles. For better or for worse, there are things that get you talking. Yes. And people are going to feel some kind of way. You know what I like? I like the fact that the hot topic of conversation is not, is Baron Corbin the best heel in wrestling uh. or is he not good at all? I'm glad that that's not what we're talking about coming right. out of this. Right, me too. Because that's a thing that, that really happens. People are like, oh, well, is he is he channel change bad or is he is he real heat? That's probably a pretty bad sign if that's the talking point coming out of Raw. Yeah. Instead, the talking point is what the hell is happening with some of the language on the show? What's happening with some of the angles on the show? What's happening with this heel turn? What's happening with the opening segment? And damn, that's fun. Guys, if you all don't mind, leave us a thumbs up. I can't tell you how much it helps. If you want to help us even more, uh, head over to iTunes. Leave a nice review for us. Even if you don't listen to the show via iTunes, I can't tell you how much that helps. I'll explain to you guys. uh, Our primary distributor is not iTunes. It's not Stitcher. It's not SoundCloud. But we are on all those formats. So when you go to those places and you leave us nice reviews, it helps expose us to that audience. So even if you listen on YouTube, uh, and you want to help us get out there anymore? Get out there more. 
leave nice reviews on that stuff and it really helps us because uh, all of our views and all of our downloads aren't going to that one platform to help push us up the ranks, so to speak. So uh, that goes a long way. Alex, you will not be here Tuesday after SmackDown. I'll be joined by Andrew Thompson. Cool. Yeah. Um, my uh, my wife is a city councilwoman here in all, our little tiny suburb. Actually, uh, she's a village trustee because we are not a big enough city to have a council. Uh, we are also such a small city that our 4th of July parade is on the 2nd of July. <laughs> so she'll be uh, walking in that, and I uh, I will be accompanying her uh with our little baby girl so that'll be interesting unless of course which is always the case here in the summer in wisconsin there's a big chance of thunderstorms and if that's the case parade's canceled and i'll be able to watch smackdown and maybe i'll dip in and, and say hi follow me at sean ross at follow alex at palaski the fourth but hey do us a solid and follow at fightful wrestle again apologies for the lack of camera tonight guys i don't know what's going on i'll be running tests tonight but thank you guys so much we're out Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.